from the movie house to your widescreen at home. Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. And now for an unexpected surprise, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is actually pretty good. I'm, well, I'm a little shocked, you know, not because I thought it was going to be particularly bad or anything like that. I just, I'm so glad I enjoyed the movie that I watched. You know what I mean? And for those of you who have seen the trailers, you know, it looked like one of those movies that's either going to be really good or, you know, just pretty bad. Like, you know, it was going to be really bad or a cash grab. It was kind of like in that Space Jam 2 situation where I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And I was like, so I'm going to say it this way, traumatized by how bad Space Jam 2 was, that I was worried Chippendale Rescue Rangers would be even worse, or I was worried that, like, it would be bad, but it wasn't, and I actually had a really good time. So I wanted to talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and let's get into my history with the property. I like Chippendale as characters. I think they are hilarious characters. Um, the original cartoons, they make me laugh now more so because of how chipmunked the voices are, because they are just so fast that I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can't even understand what these creatures are saying and they're messing around with Pluto. So I'm going to root for Pluto because I don't know why these creatures are just talking so fast. But Rescue Rangers was the TV show that premiered in the 80s, 1989 to 1991. And it lasted three seasons. The first one last, it was on Disney Channel. And then the second and third season were on syndication. So there is sort of like this history with Rescue Rangers that the fan base has been sort of like trying to view this movie through the lens of and I don't think that that's the right way of looking at it. I will say that Rescue Rangers, the TV show, was a fun TV show. That's what it was. It was like a fun little TV show with chipmunks and various rodents and a fly um, just solving mysteries. It was a fun TV show. I certainly had a lot of fun with it, and the theme song, it be hitting, as they would say. It really is a bop. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know. I really, sometimes I shouldn't be saying slang, but I thought it was great. I thought it really was a rocking theme song and I and I honestly was listening to it on the way here and I was thinking okay this didn't have to hit as hard as it does like Ch -ch chip and dale rescue rangers Ch -ch chip and dale like even someone who can't sing it actually <laughs> works pretty well I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to bonnie gilgal and what her thoughts are on that song because it really is a great song um i would say too that what i like about chippendale rescue rangers is that it has this metafictional vibe to it that i really think resonates like the fact that the characters are actors who used to star in the rescue rangers tv show that was i think a really good decision because i think that making a sincere rescue rangers movie like a like true to form rescue rangers movie i don't think would land as well just because i feel like again the original show was good but i wouldn't call it one of the greatest animated shows of all time it was i i certainly watch it as like a comfort show now because i think that you know it, it really makes you feel better especially if you have had a bad week like i have like i've been having some pretty bad weeks and i'll tell you this that it does make me feel better when i watch an episode 
episode, you know. But Rescue Rangers, the the current movie we're talking about that's on Disney Plus right now, is a movie about Chip and Dale as they lived went their separate ways and they have to reunite for a mystery. Chip became an insurance agent and he is disengaged from, let's say, acting. And Dale, he is what we call a convention actor, an actor who's always going to conventions. He is a convention regular. And he is trying to get back on his feet, trying to get Rescue Rangers back. But it turns out that there is this mystery that involves their friend Monty. Monty, Monterey Jack, who is a character from Rescue Rangers, gets kidnapped. And it's also a way for them to get rid of that character for their purposes of the plot. And so they get rid of him. And so um, they, he goes missing, right? He goes missing. And so they have to try to figure out what happened to him. Uh, and for the most part, the trailer kind of reveals who it is. It's a crime syndicate, the Valley Gang. And it's led by Sweet Pete, a.k.a. Peter Pan, who is like a really... <laughs> well, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. Because there is something kind of... Something that someone brought up to me that I didn't think about that involves Peter Pan and this version, this movie's version of it. But uh, let's get some positives out of the way. I think, first of all, the plot is simple enough that fans of the TV show can feel familiar with, but it's also like, you know, it's again simple enough, but also accessible enough for like people who'd never seen Rescue Rangers. So let's say you've never seen it. Let's say you've never seen the show. Well, it actually works. You don't have to have like a previous connection with it. Just know that, you know, that these characters work together on a TV show. But the movie explains it for you. I think it's more of like a celebration of the Chippendale TV show, but it's also like its own movie. But I say celebration in the sense that like they acknowledge it exists and they paint it in a positive way. But they're not saying that you need to be in on the joke in order to join the party. You don't need an invitation. Just come to the party. That's how it, that's how I would describe it. But I would say that this is a film that definitely is about the world of like fiction and the world of animation as critiqued by these characters because there's this plot point where the characters who owe money to the Valley Gang get bootlegged where they get to make these really crappy shitty movies that are just somewhat familiar enough that it tricks parents into buying copies of them like for example like instead of Little Mermaid you would see movies like The Little Fish Girl, right? Something like that. Like asylum type movies where they look similar enough, but they're so low budget and low rent that the moment you put it on, it's like, okay, yeah, this is a ripoff. And it's definitely like the, that weird copyright loophole of like making your movie sound similar, but it's not similar. So that's what they do to these characters. They put them in like asylum type movies. And I like the fact that there's that type of commentary there, especially talking about how like the state of animation how like it's really easy to make bootlegs and it's really easy to like cheapen out on animation and what i like about this movie is that it celebrates all types of animation like it celebrates cgi it celebrates 2d animation mostly i mean i know some people are going to say well you know they're technically not 2d and yeah they're not but it's still like celebrating the art form i also appreciated the fact that they it celebrates stop motion and what i think i like is that it doesn't villainize certain kinds of animation styles, but it does laugh at like how bad some animation looks, like the animation for cats 
you know, it was laughing at that, but it wasn't saying that they're bad animators. If anything, it's telling them that, you know, it's a corporate decision that made it look that bad. So it's actually like really thoughtful commentary on animation. And again, I'm not trying to get into like spoiler territory because I think that there's some cameos in this movie that really need to be seen to be enjoyed but i appreciate the fact that the film takes let's say certain characters that were previously um i'm gonna say this like previously seen as ugly repulsive animation and give them actual character and i also like the fact that there are cameos from paramount and warner brothers and they do make jokes at the expense of those companies but i appreciated that the jokes were lighthearted and there was a sweetness to them that it's like you know they're throwing shade at their competitors more so than they are being cruel about it and I will say that the cameos were handled excellently it's kind of like Roger Rabbit where you'll have cameos that are jokes but you'll have cameos that sort of fill the space in a way that's really natural and really thoughtful and I will say this that I really do enjoy the humor and the thoughtfulness that comes with the commentary on animation but it's just funny like they have a lot of clever jokes like it's just a very clever movie when it comes to the humor though there are one-liners but there's also scenes of dialogue between Chip and Dale that are just so good because John Mulaney and Adam and Andy Samberg are just so amazing as uh, Chip and Dale and I think in particular John Mulaney really blew me away because of the fact that he has a really recognizable voice but he's able to do it in a way that's like it's recognizable but it's not distracting like I did believe he was Chip and I did believe Andy Samberg was Dale I think that both of them do a really good job of getting into character especially considering how you know, I think some people may have had issues with the chipmunk voices. So it's interesting that like they take the characters and they give them new voices. And I totally vibe with that. I think that that was a good decision. I definitely think that not chipmunking the voices was a good decision, even though I do miss those voices a little bit. I'm also happy that this movie gives Eric Bana and Tress McNeil like their credits too. like they actually are famous voice actors now. And I appreciate the fact that they actually got to have uh, not maybe substantial roles but they were noteworthy enough that fans can say hey you know what we actually got some like voice actors in here and i like the fact that like we got jk simmons in it too jk simmons is a, such a good actor and he's also a really great voice actor i almost want to say he's both he's a versatile actor because he's been in animation so long that it's like okay well when do we start calling him a voice actor now but I wanted to bring up something about this movie that was brought up to me because, as you can tell, I really enjoyed this movie. I actually really would give it three and a half stars. I'm going to be that bold. I'm going to give it three and a half stars because I had a lot of fun. And I saw it twice because my brother wanted to see it. And I was like, you know what? It still holds up the second viewing. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, I do want to bring up that there was this thing that someone said to me was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm worried that this movie kind of makes fun of like Bobby Driscoll. So like they did the backstory for Peter Pan in this version. And it has, let's say, some questionable similarities to Bobby Driscoll's real story. As you can tell, Bobby Dis Driscoll was the original voice of Peter Pan from 1953. And he was famously fired from the Disney company because he's starting to grow. Uh, he was starting to grow up. He was starting to grow up and he started to get acne on his face it was literally that and there was this one producer who had it in for him and so he was eventually kicked out of the disney uh company and he tried really hard to like bring back his career but they didn't really care for him again bobby driscoll actually was 
chewed up and spit out of the industry. He went through a lot of bad times. He was into drugs. He really started to get into depression. He suffered a lot of mental illness issues. And I think that it's, you know, I think it's a little questionable to like make a movie where your villain has a similar backstory to the troubled life of their real actor. So I don't know, maybe the fact that Peter Pan is a character that is, you know, portrayed as being a bitter former child actor might read a little too similar to what happened to Bobby Driscoll because he actually did suffer a real tragedy. And I know some people are kind of upset that like Bobby Driscoll's story gets erased a lot because he was this child actor and he wasn't famous as an adult. So like all his troubles and all his depression kind of get erased from the conversation. And I think some people might feel like kind of making light of that. And I don't know if Rescue Rangers is intentionally doing that. I'm not saying that this movie is intentionally doing that, but I do think that I've heard this enough that I wanted to bring it up. So if you're someone that's like a big fan of Bobby Driscoll and you feel like, oh Lord, I don't really want to see a movie where his character has a very similar backstory to him, maybe that might be a problem. But again, I actually really like this movie and I don't think they had any malicious intent so please go see it on Disney Plus it's actually a lot of fun Chippendale Rescue Rangers I'd give it three and a half stars I actually really liked it I think it has like this vibe to it that's really like but not only just humorous clever but it's really lighthearted and I think it has a real heart to it it is a I think it's a good movie it's a good movie that handles its cameo as well it's not at all annoying and honestly John Mulaney and Andy Samberg if they come back for a sequel I'm here for it I really am I think this works best as a one movie show but you know what if they want to make a sequel I'll check it out again you're listening to flicks and picks with Brian Mendoza go check out Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus We'll see you next time.